You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hi, I'm Mr. Beast. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. EST in both Contown's Discord and Startup Clubhouse and Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're exercising on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office, start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another. Whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly slash collective cafe to go and review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or come and attend live one day warning it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you'll never ever be put on the spot this is the collective cafe well, thank you, Mr. Beast. I appreciate the intro. Welcome to the Collective Cafe. It is Monday morning. Happy Monday morning. Happy Motivational Monday morning. Happy Manifesting Monday morning. Happy Marketing Monday morning. We are um, doing something slightly different today. Slightly different. Um, I am going to... Good morning to... Uh, those that are in our clubhouse, uh, Ken and Dex, who uh, has already raised his hand, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that wasn't intentional. Uh, I'm doing something different today, which is, um, you know, I know we call it Marketing Mondays, but I didn't really see anything marketing related uh, that made me uh, want, to, want to chat. So um, I thought that I would, hello, Brielle. Um, I found this really, really amazing uh, post on LinkedIn and uh, actually put it into, um, I put it into the, the, the pinned link above. It's called Seven Steps to Designing the Life You Want. And I'm going to go through those. And then I added three more just for you. Um, I feel like this is probably the best kind of motivation um, that you could want on a Monday morning. And so I'm going to go through it uh, in Discord, in Conk Town's Discord, run by my friend Will, uh, the amazing influencer X. Uh, he's on stage with me. Good morning, Will. How are you today? He may not want to come off mute, but if he does, um, he can say hello to me. Otherwise, good morning, Aziz uh, and Bull. In Oh, there he is. Hello. 
Hey, good morning. Yeah, I, I always, uh, I always uh, have a hard time finding that unmute button there. So, uh, good morning, good morning, brother. Good morning. Well, I'm, I'm excited to share this with you because I found this, this link in, um, uh, in, in, in. I mean, this post in LinkedIn, and I thought it was really amazing. By the way, it's, it's, it's incredible because uh, it's an image. Uh, for those of you that are in Kongtown's Discord, and by the way, uh, well, we have to get a, a, either a Bitly, something very, very easy, or um, once you're able to get um, your boosts, a much easier URL to remember, because that way um, I can tell people to come into Kongtown's Discord, and they'll be able to do that very easily. So just a little note to you, we've got to, uh, maybe our to-do today is to get a little Bitly and make it easy for people to come and find the Discord. How, how does that sound? That sounds great. And we're just about three boosts away from actually having a uh, a vanity URL, which will be really, really easy uh, to share. Exactly, exactly. And so um, I am going to. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go straight into it. it. Was created by Matt Gray, and um, he actually kind of wrote it down very neatly on a on a beautiful image. I'm going to try and post that image a little bit later. But it's amazing because I actually went into um, ChatGPT and I said, hey, can you scrape this image, this document, and just uh, produce the actual, um, the actual text? And it did it absolutely perfectly. It's just amazing, so powerful. Good morning to Jonathan Howard, who is uh, in Clubhouse this morning, and also to Jacqueline. And a little shout-out, uh, Christelle is running a... Um, um, a room or a space at nine. Uh, I think it's called from community to cult or the difference between a community and a cult definitely should, uh, should go and hang out in that as well. Um, all right. So today what we are discussing is seven steps to designing the life you want. These were created by Matt Gray. I'm going to take you through them and then I'll give you the, the plus three that I was able to come up with. And please, by all means, um, by all means, um, you know, add them in as well if you want to come up on stage. So the first is called quit procrastinating. And uh, Matt says, turn off your phone, uh, take time to reflect what brings you joy and what are your strengths. Now, my thoughts about procrastinating, and, and I'll, I'll give you, you know, I started coaching last year in June. So I, I'll bring in little elements of what we've been taught and trained and, uh, and and my own thoughts as well, and then obviously add yours to it as well. So we'll make this uh, we'll make this as um, as interactive as possible. So first of all, we actually teach um, something called the Level Ten Meeting, which is a, a weekly meeting. It replaces the Status Meeting. It's a meeting for the leadership team, and we begin by actually talking about the procrastination model. And uh, look, it's hard to be able to. This is audio only. But essentially what we do is we kind of do one of those little graphs, you know, kind of y-axis, x-axis. And, uh, you know, on the, um, you know, on the uh, horizontal axes is, is time. And on the um, vertical axes is energy, if you will. And what really happens is you start off almost like it's a kind of, um, it's, a, it's a curve, but it starts off all parallel, like very low, 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 low. And then right at the end, at the time when you're actually, you know, when the deadline is, is near, uh, it shoots up. So you've got this kind of like reverse L-shaped curve. And most people turn around and they say, well, you know, I work great under pressure. I'm great under deadlines. But this is actually just a false, it, it's, it's a false profit. It's a false promise. 
it, it's a lie that we've been told or fed or, or we've been led to believe that actually procrastination is the order of the day, that we should wait until the very last minute to do anything and then just kind of when, when the pressure is on, when the deadlines are looming to kind of you know boost our energy. The thing about it is we might actually complete the task, but it takes so much effort and energy to get off the ground, like um, a rocket ship, right? The, the most energy is spent from inertia to mile one and then and then exponentially less from mile one to two, two to three until it gets to sixty. I believe it's sixty-two miles in, is considered out of out of outer space. And in the last five or ten miles, you're literally expending zero energy because you're just coasting. And so one of the things that EOS does is they have something called the level ten meeting, which is a weekly meeting. So it almost creates like a little EKG, like a little spark, a little pulse. So that, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? These are the ways that we should be thinking about our tasks. These are the things that we, the the way that we should be thinking about ultimately how to maximize um, our life and how to, you know, maximize our energy and multitask and time manage, etc. So I really, really do, you know, buy into this idea of, of quit procrastinating. What's the old saying? Tomorrow never comes you know, you why put off for tomorrow what you can do today? And so, you know, what Matt is saying is is take, you know, turn off your phone and reflect what brings you joy, what are your strengths. You know, I uh, always cite Napoleon Hill, right, who did his whole study and think and grow rich on what he calls wealthy people versus brokies. And he basically says successful people in this world, they make decisions quickly and take a long time to change their mind, whereas brokies, they uh, take a long time to make decisions and then they change their mind like they change their underwear. And what a lot of people don't realize is that obviously we want to make the right decisions quickly, obviously. Um, by the way, Jonathan Howard says, I always say posted is better than perfect. That's a, a great line. In fact, I think that's going to be the title of today's show. Posted is better than perfect. Because we often say in the startup world, done is better than perfect. But for Jonathan, I know in context, it's to instead of procrastinating and umming and awing and trying to get your post right. And if you're a content creator, if you're someone, you know, who's wondering whether I should or shouldn't hit that, that you know, that uh, uh, fans or says press the damn button, you know, this ability sometimes just post it get it out there you know maybe no one will notice maybe everyone will notice and and you learn and you move on so i I love that um and as i was saying you know we want to make the right decisions quickly right but what we don't realize is that the next best thing is to make the wrong decisions quickly and the next best thing is is to make the wrong decisions slowly right and and so we want to make the right decisions quickly right? But then the wrong decisions, then we've got the wrong decisions quickly. And then we've got the right decisions and the wrong decisions slowly. And that's still better than making no decision at all. So I guess if there is an order, you know, the order is right decision quickly. I kind of messed that up. Right decision quickly, then wrong decision quickly, then right decision slowly, then wrong decision slowly, and then no decision at all. And that's the way we should be thinking about it. And I know that's counterintuitive, um, but it's the truth. So those are some of the thoughts in terms of this first point about procrastination. There is absolutely, so so you have to ask yourself the question, why do we procrastinate? And just want to say hello to Fair Prince and Canon, Alan Jay and, uh, and Akik92. 
who are in who are in the Discord server at the moment. Why do we procrastinate? Because we get distracted. Because we get filled with self-doubt. The longer we take, the more doubt creeps in. The longer we take, the more imposter syndrome prevents itself. The longer we take, the more doubt, the more we start to second-guess ourselves rather than Nike said, just do it. This is why it's so important to be more decisive and to be able to make decisions much quicker. So that's number one. Number two, prioritize your health. And so these are some of the points that Matt mentions. Meditate, no alcohol, lift weights, clear vision, morning sun, eight hours sleep, no added sugar, no energy vampires, make time for family, express gratitude daily. Um, I think these things are self-explanatory. I wish that I was able to cut my alcohol to zero. I don't really know how to meditate, although I did do a little sleep meditation last night through my Peloton app and I fell asleep, so I guess it worked. Um, And I guess I had eight hours of sleep. I'm doing half of them as well. Uh, The concept of energy vampires, interesting how I spoke about energy in procrastination, and now here we are back at energy. You know, people that actually suck your, you know, just like a vampire would suck your blood, an energy vampire sucks your energy. These are people that bring you down. These are people where it's just so difficult. It just takes so much effort and energy to actually get over the line with them. And it's hard because, you know, in some respects, I mean, I think we've got to be open and honest here. You, I, we may be energy vampires as well. So we have to ask ourselves as well, if these are seven steps to designing the life you want, you're, you know, ultimately your life is filled, and we'll come back to this later, your life is filled with relationships. You don't live in a bubble. You don't live in isolation. So if people can suck the energy from you, maybe you suck the energy from people too. So you also have to introspect and look at yourself in the mirror and, and, and take stock and be accountable and basically say, quite frankly, am I hard to work with? Am I hard to deal with? Am I hard to live with? I mean, the answer in my life is yes, I can be very hard to live with or to work with. Um, and, and I need to be able to kind of be accountable, take personal responsibility and accountability and, and, and make it easier. And what's one of the reasons why I just didn't do well in the corporate world because I was, you know, I just couldn't deal with all the politics and the process and the red tape and the, and it just, you know, and so I would fight and fight and fight and fight. And sometimes, you know, I mean, we all know people that all they do is fight, fight, fight. They just never, ever capitulate. They never compromise. They never see another point of view. You know, they're always just about themselves. They're all, they just want to be right. What's that beautiful saying? Do you want to be right or do you want to be kind? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? So we have to think about these things, you know, and as I said, this concept of, of health, you know, in this case, energy vampires, that definitely speaks to me. But think about as well, those were 10 points, right? Meditate, no alcohol, lift weights, clear vision, morning sun, eight hours sleep, no added sugar, no energy vampires, make time for family and express gratitude daily. So to what degree, uh, hello to Abel who's joined us in our Discord, to what degree do you live that in your life? What, what is your, uh, how do you score on those points? Um, I'd be kind of curious. And, um, you know, what, What's what's your what's your score? And obviously, look, you know, we we may never get to ten, and that's okay. And uh, and our score may change on a daily basis, and that's okay as well. 
Um, I'm actually just posting all of these points. I just posted them in the actual uh, chat in the in the Collective Cafe. Um, you know, uh, Howard, Howard, Jonathan says, do you want to be right or do you want to be successful? Exactly. Um, and uh, he said, uh, um, he said, the no sugar added, I can't. But what's the but? Um, yeah, I mean, the no sugar added is tough, is tough. And the irony, of course, is when you have like the Coke Zeros in your life, which is what I do. I can't, I love my Coke Zeros. Um, that's even worse, right? When, when it's all the um, added sugar, etc., etc. So um, let's, let's move on. And, you know, as always, just, just feel free if anyone wants to come onto stage and, and add to this um, or just wait for me to get to the end. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm happy to do that. I'm obviously managing Clubhouse uh, and Discord and looking on my screen as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 53. I'm old. So sometimes, you know, my multitasking is a little bit poor. All right, number three. Um, and, oh, and so, by the way, l- let, me, uh, let me give you uh, my score. Um, I don't really meditate. So I'll just tell you what I do. Um, c- clear vision, eight hours sleep. No energy vampires. Um, you know, I'm probably three out of ten, to be honest with you. I don't think I express gratitude daily. Um, I could make more time for family. Um, I, I, I'm not good with sugar, so I'm probably three out of ten. Um, but I do exercise, and um, I could do better. So just, just to be very clear, um, there's definitely there's definitely uh, room for improvement. All right, number three, take control of your future. So what Matt does is he gives five from twos, from unfocused, run. So I think what he's saying is if you're unfocused, run. If you're uninspired, read. If you're upset, breathe. If you're burnt out, seek nature. And if you're tired, go for a walk. So in in all of these cases, from what Matt is basically writing about, he's talking about for every you know feeling of being kind of demotivated or feeling overwhelmed or these negative feelings, replace them not with a feeling but with action, whether it's breathing, reading, running, seeking nature, going for a walk. A lot of them are actually kind of physical, and they're physical involving nature, you know, and and they're they're almost metaphysical too. So I think that's kind of an interesting point, and that and he has that under this concept of take control of your future. In this case, take control of your body and your mind, you know, and and actually be active. Get the blood flowing. Get the blood pumping. Get the you know oxygen flowing as well. Um, this probably puts you in a better frame of mind and a better mindset to be able to actually um, eliminate maybe, or minimize all of these controlling um, thoughts that can be um, so negative. Uh, Boblin asked, and, and you know what, I tried to do that actually, but you know, Clubhouse is so um, uh, kind of gimmicky. Let me see if I can do this for you because I, I'm pasting it right now. Let's see if I can do it for you. Yeah, it's, not, it's not pasting or letting me paste, maybe because it's too, it's too, um, it's too large. But you know, just hang on one second. Let me see if I if I if I put that into a very long text message. You know, I, I'm here at your service. So let's see if this works for you. If it doesn't work, yeah, it's not it's not pasting. But what I would say is just go to that LinkedIn link 
um, or DM me or something and I'll, I'll try and get it to you. All right. Number, number four. Um, number four. Number four is craft a compelling vision. Now, I know that earlier um, Matt says, you know, he speaks about clear vision. Um, I'm not even sure if under prioritizing your health, he's actually quite literally talking about vision, as in getting your eyes, you know, getting your eyes checked and, uh, and making sure you can see straight and putting in contact lenses. I know that sounds silly, but let's go with that for now. Just drinking my coffee. But for under um, create a clear vision, he says, what are your 10-year goals? What are your three-year goals? What is your one-year goal? Um, what are your 90-day goals? Uh, what are your goals this week? What is your mission? And what is your purpose? Now, I can relate to this. Again, going back to EOS. These are absolutely part of what we call the VTO, which is the Vision Traction Organizer. It's something that we, um, we work through with leadership teams and we work with small and medium businesses and, uh, and there are eight questions in the VTO. First one is, what are your core values? Second is, what is your core focus? And that is broken into passion, cause, and purpose. And also, what is your niche? Then we talk about what is your 10-year target, right? Then we get into what is your marketing strategy? What is your three-year picture? What is your one-year plan? Then we talk about what are your rocks, which are 90-day priorities, and then long-term issues. Those are the eight questions. So um, 10, 3, 1, and 90 actually are all included. Those aren't, they're qualitative and quantitative. So they're revenue, profit, and measurable driven as well. So this is talking about you, right? And so in a way, um, it's amazing to see that vision, mission, purpose, all of that is included. And what are your goals this week? Well, that lives in the L10 meeting. So I don't know if this person actually is connected to EOS in Anyway, but EOS, whether they they nailed it or EOS nailed it, um, it's absolutely spot on as well. I think the point is, and I'll give you a few thoughts from my perspective. Um, the reason why you actually have them in a stagnant, there's actually a way, the way to develop them is quite simple. What you actually got to do is you've got to come up with your BHAG. You've got to come up with your big, hairy, audacious goal. And that can be five to 35 years out. But then you have to actually retrofit it. You have to reverse engineer it to make sure that it's realistic. If I tell you that I want to be worth $10 billion by 2034, well, then how do I know I'm on track or off track? That might be realistic and it might not be realistic. But I can tell you if I want $10 billion in 10 years, in three years' time, if I'm sitting on $1, I think I'm off track. Obviously, if I'm sitting on $8 billion in three years' time, I'm definitely on track. In fact, I might exceed that. And so what, what you do, and this is just a real good hack for you, which is whether you're setting up a goal and it's a five-year plan or a 10-year goal, reverse engineer, uh, reverse engineer it. What does three years look like? What does one year look like? And ultimately, what do 90 days look like? And even this week and even today. Because if you can, in fact, qualify it and quantify it and measure it and track it and, and course correct, it's an, it's an easy way to be able to kind of keep yourself accountable and keep yourself on track. So that's number four. Number five, 
Take violent action. And Matt includes the following. Do hard things. No excuses. Embrace discomfort. Surround yourself with A players. When in doubt, execute. That's for you, Jonathan. And take extreme ownership over life. So it's very interesting some of these things because he's saying take violent action. He's spoken about action before. The word violent is obviously a very interesting word. But here what he's basically saying is is just don't shy away from the hard things, the tough stuff. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, recognize that that kind of what do they say? No gain, you know, no pain, no gain. In fact, maybe the pain is evidence of the fact that it's working. And we know this. You know, we know at the end of the day when we haven't exercised for a long time and we go into the gym and we work out really hard, we're going to be super stiff the next day. That pain is evidence of the fact that we were working muscles that had been atrophying, that have been stagnant, muscles that hadn't been used in a long time. That's exactly what's happening as well. So besides exercise, this idea of violent action. Um, Jonathan saying, can you create an AI voice on your account uh, that will speak your text to the person you are messaging? Um, well, actually, funnily enough, I can. And I will. That's a great little reminder. So I just recently uh, downloaded uh, and, and paid for Speechify. So I've actually got the whole thing. Um, so, yeah. So I will go ahead. Seven steps to designing the life you want. Want to quit procrastinating? Turn off your phone. Take time to reflect. What brings you joy? What are your strengths? To prioritize your... Well, that's, of course, the president, the ex-president reading it for me. Uh, but yeah, at the end of today... Um, oh, uh, but I'm going to do it for you as well. I'll do that right at the end as a little bit of a summary. Um, and you can choose if you want Gwyneth Paltrow, Mr. Beast, uh, Barack Obama, um, or, um, or we'll see... If, or, or Snoop, maybe... Maybe we should hear Snoop basically telling us that. Uh, but let's, let's keep going. So, you know, this idea, again, of taking violent action, it's not just action. It's not just doing it. But it's actually not shying away from the hard things. So prioritize what is most important in your life, but also be able to cut it or slice it or dice it or cross-tab it by what is hard. And often, as we say, you know, the hardest things you know, or, or sometimes, you know, do the right thing. I think the bottom line is do the right thing. And, and, and you know, it's hard to, like, imagine this Venn diagram. There's, there's the hard thing, right? There's the most important thing, and then there's the right thing. Important, hard, and right. And when you actually um, bring those three together, that's where that violent intersection occurs. Number six, be consistent. The greatest returns in life come from compounding over the long term. And uh, what Matt does is he shows how if you take the number one and, uh, and you raise it to the power of 365, you know, what do you call it, factor, factorial 365, you end up with one. But if you take 1.01 and then multiply it uh, by 365 factorial to the power of 365, so in other words, 1.01 multiplied by 1.01 multiplied by 1.01. I think that's what he's saying. I was never so good at math. Um, you end up with 37.7. So I think that's right as opposed to 1.01 multiplied by 365. Uh, 
365 times. But I think you get that point. It's, you know, the point there is consistency wins. So that tiny little departure, you know, if one represents basically just same, you know, same shit, different day, doing the same thing over and over again, right? Or at least showing up. But that just that little bit extra, that 1.01, it is essentially, you know, it is essentially 100th. Just that little bit of incremental extra and doing that consistently, that little bit more, that little bit more every single day for 365 days. Maybe it is one post. That equals 37.7. That is such a huge difference. The difference between one, which is basically status quo and 37.7. Consistency wins. Number seven, choose Choose play, fun, and adventure. And then he gives a quote from Mark Twain. Most men die at 27. We just bury them at 72. Wow, that's a hell of a quote. Uh, He says, choose road trips. Choose nature. Choose wild adventures. Choose spontaneous nights. Choose discomfort. Choose living. Choose to be a kid. So this idea of being dead inside, you know, in a way the 1.00 is clocking in and clocking out every day in your day job. You know, what's missing when you just go in, when you, when you are rote, when you're just going through the motions, when you're rinsing and repeating, when you are stuck in a routine, when you are going through what I call Groundhog Day in the metaverse, you essentially, a piece of you dies every day. And I, it is, in one word, the absence of passion. Passion is almost like a common thread. If you are designing um, the life you want, by the way, Jason Kinte says, true, most people don't grow at all after 27. It's probably clinically studied. But for me, and, and what we'll do at the end today is I'll ask you, I'll ask you, what is the life you want? When we say seven steps to designing the life you want, it depends. What is the life you want? Has anyone asked you this question? Have you asked them this question? What would you answer? What is the life you want? If you feel like sharing later, come up on stage in the last 10 or 15 minutes and let's talk about it. Let's talk about what life you want. And what steps you need to take. And, and more importantly, the things you need to stop doing. For me, the word passion is ever-present. You've got to love what you do. You've got to do what you love. Um, my new book is called Forever Changed, How a Global Pandemic Changed My Direction, My Purpose, and My Life. And the formula in the book, I'm going to put the, the link I'm going to put the link um, on Clubhouse as well. The formula is simple. It's amor, veritas, and vigor. Amor is love what you do. Veritas is be true to yourself. And vigor is stay the course. It begins with love. It begins with passion. It begins with the ability to truly love what you do because when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work anymore. I think that's one of the most 
interesting litmus tests at the end of the day. Does it feel like work or does it feel like play? Because when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. I used to call it the, the Tiger Woods effect. Every, like why I used to, And I've written this in many of my books. Why does Tiger Woods make or did Tiger Woods make all that money for playing golf? It wasn't just that he was great at golf, the number one golfer in the world, so unbelievable, entertainer, whatever the case may be. Yes, it was that. And yes, you could also answer it was from economically, it was based on the T, you know, it was a math formula. It was based on how many people were watching and sponsorship and TV rights and audience and how many people showed up. But the question is, why did they watch and why did they show up and why did they love him as much? And the answer is because he's playing golf for a living. Do you know how many people out there would love to play golf all day and get paid for it? That's his job. And don't think for one second he's not working hard. Don't think for one second that there are times when it, fe- when it felt like a grind for him. Don't think for one second it was easy that he slept until noon and, and didn't put in the hours. Of course he did. Athletes put in the hours. They work hard. They sacrifice tremendously. And it's possible, the irony of ironies, that he felt like it was work. Whereas we look at him and think we wish that we did that for a living. That's the irony. That's what I call the Tiger Woods effect. It is the ability to love what you do so much so that it doesn't feel like work. But of course, inherent in that whole story I just gave you is it's all perception. It's all perception based. Don't you think about it? Because he might view it as work, whereas we view it as love, whereas we wish we could do that. That's why two people, you can see two people, you can go into a restaurant, you can, whether it's people at, in the kitchen or whether it's the waiters or whether it's two people, you know, operating a toll booth back in the day, you know, there are, you know, there are, you know, many times we've seen people that just, people streeping, uh, uh, sweeping the streets, you can see people that love what they do and people that don't. You can see people that, that put their back into it. You can see people that put love into it. You can see it. Two people, same job, same pay. And you want, one person is just a breath of fresh air and the other person is just you know that energy vampire. You've got to choose who you want to be in that situation. You've got to choose whether it feels like work or a grind or whether you're going to always find the spark, the moment, the, 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 the inspiration, make a difference in somebody else's life, etc. Right, just keep those comments coming. For those of you, I appreciate them as well. Um, Jonathan says, but the danger in that litmus test is sometimes we love the whole of what we do, but hate some parts. Love and hard work must go together. I, I completely agree. Um, maybe you'll come up and, and, and a little bit later at the end, cause I'm going to go through my plus three and, uh, and, and be able to address that. But it's true. When we say we love the whole of what we do, I always talk about three things. I talk about input, output, and outcome. So the ends justify the means in some respects. Sure. There are things that, that we do that we don't love. But you know, like everything, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you, even if I wanted to. 
Think about being able to run the New York Marathon. I've run the New York Marathon twice. I put in the, the, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the effort, the trials, the tribulations, the injuries, the getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning in 20-degree weather Fahrenheit, the sacrifice, the hard work that made it even worthwhile, that made it even more worthwhile when I crossed the line. And vision crossing the line, but, but when I actually crossed the line, to be honest, crossing the line wasn't even the best part of it. It was every moment on the run, on the journey, and leading up to the journey. I remember the 18-mile runs, the training runs, better than I actually remember the run itself. All right, so these are my uh, plus threes. And I called it, um, in in my opinion, um, I called it... um, practicing these um, what I called three emotions. I said, practice these anti-inflammatory qualities, right? I learned this from Dr. Mario Martinez, who was just on my talk show. I have a talk show called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. Um, And this is one of the most powerful um, interviews or episodes I've had. If you want to subscribe to the show, it's bit.ly forward slash subscribe to the show. That episode isn't out yet, but if you follow me at Jaffe Juice, you'll see little clips from it. And he basically said these four, um, in, these four um, you know, qualities or values are in fact and have been proven to be anti-inflammatory. These will in fact, these, if you practice these four um, the qualities or values or you know, behaviors, they will absolutely um, lengthen your life. Not just the quantity, but the quality of your life. And these four are admiration, generosity, gratitude, and curiosity. Admiration, generosity, gratitude, and curiosity. I've literally just given you four things that if you practice these four things, you will lead, you will live a longer and a better life. You're welcome. (laughs) Celebrate others' successes with genuine admiration. Not jealousy, but admiration. Give without expecting anything back in return. Reflect on and appreciate the positive aspects of life daily. Practicing gratitude. We heard um, these points. This point was, uh, Matt made it uh, earlier. He spoke about gratitude and he spoke about curiosity, but I wanted to put them all together. And then finally, stay curious and open to new experiences and knowledge. In many respects, I think he picks up on this as well. I would add more. I want to lean into this more. Ask more questions, then provide answers. It's actually very empowering to say, I don't know. How many people do you know? They always come up with an answer. When last have you ever heard them say, I don't know? You stumped me. Hmm, I've got to think about that. Let me get back to you. Those dogmatic people that we know in this, in this world that bark and snap and, you know, and, and belittle and retort and, you know, and uh, always have to be in control. Curiosity for me goes back to this idea of being one of the child, you know, being like a kid, like a child. There's so much, so many studies, like the late Sir Ken Robinson, who spoke about the fact that, you know, when we are, chill, when we are childlike, we have... Um, 
unlimited imagination. We believe we can do anything. We can conquer the world. We are so curious. We're ultra creative. And then it's all beaten out of us, taken away from us, stripped away by adults and by society that tells us we have to conform. We have to follow the rules. We're chastised and, uh, and cut down for sticking our necks out, for taking chances, for being wrong, for failing. Society doesn't tolerate that, but we need to bring it back. We need to get back to those days when we were children, when we were, like, like, when we were childlike. Number, number, well, I guess for me would be number nine, is discipline and accountability. This is something as well that I'm learning through EOS. We talk about vision, traction, healthy. Aligning the entire leadership team around a common vision of where the organization is going and how to get it there. Discipline and accountability around executing said vision. And finally, healthy, which is, which is building a strong leadership team. Emotional, you know, EQ, emotional quotient as opposed to intelligent quotient. Open and honest, smart and healthy, cohesive, uh, harmonious, functional teams working together. So this is what I wanted to add about discipline and accountability. From daily scorecards or personal scorecards to daily rituals. Again, one of the things that came out of the Mario Martinez um, interview on my website is he went and interviewed healthy centenarians those that, that had lived way beyond 100 years but were living an active, healthy life physically, mentally. <clears throat> and he did one of the studies and he spoke to a woman and she said every night before she went to her bed, bed she had a shot of rum. They were in Cuba. And he thought, well, it must be the rum or the Cuban rum. And then he spoke to a, a gentleman and he said every morning he woke up and he had a cigar, a Cuban cigar. And then he thought it must be the cigar or the Cuban cigar. Or maybe it was Cuba. But he actually realized it was none of, neither, none of the above. It was the fact that they had a ritual. When you have a ritual that's part of your life that gives you joy, it's the ritual that will help you. And the discipline and the accountability of staying and keeping to that ritual, whether it's sit-ups, push-ups, going for a walk, having a, a shot of rum, the ability, that is what leads. That discipline and accountability leads to a longer life. So instill this sense of discipline and accountability. Develop personal scorecards to track your progress towards these goals. Establish and adhere to daily rituals that promote productivity. Set clear, measurable objectives to guide your actions and decisions. And finally, hold yourself responsible for the outcomes and learn from each experience. And finally, the last one is foster meaningful relationships. This is, these are my plus three. The he, embracing healing emotions, uh, instilling discipline and accountability and fostering meaningful relationships. Build and maintain relationships that are nurturing and mu- mutually beneficial. We did a collective cafe session a couple of weeks ago about the value, the, the behavior, the practice of reciprocity and how powerful it is. Engage with diverse groups of individuals to broaden your perspective. 
Don't always hang out with people that look and feel and sound just like you. Really lean into the power of diversity, diversity of everything, of people, of backgrounds, of cultures, um, of perspectives as well, people that even disagree with you. Embrace those that disagree with you, that have a different point of view. One thing we've been doing in the Collective Cafe, for those of you that are new, and by the way, just quickly to let you know, at some point we're going to move out of Clubhouse and probably into Chatter or another social audio app, Um, but we're hanging out right now in my friend Will's um, Discord server, and as soon as we have an easy URL, I'll put that into the startup club or I'll let you know. Don't worry, you'll have advance notice. But one of the things we've been doing is reading crucial conversations on Tuesdays. And again, just a little programming note, I will be out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the Collective Cafe because I'm coaching and, and traveling as well for coaching. Um, but I'll be back on Friday. But on Tuesdays, we read crucial conversations and crucial conversations are conversations where there is a difference of, an, of opinion where stakes are high and where emotions are running, you know, are running long or large. You can still have crucial conversations with difference of opinions, with emotions when stakes are high, but doing it respectfully allows you, especially within that diversity, to get to the other side. Show appreciation for the people in your life through acts of kindness Create a support system that encourages personal and professional growth. And finally, prioritize quality time and meaningful interactions over superficial connections. At the end of the day, it's very simple. Very simple. Every relationship in your life, every relationship in your life is either going to result in a very simple equation. Simple but a math. It's either withdrawing or depositing into your emotional or your energy bank account. And in some cases, it's a bit of a wash. You know, it's uh, the balance stays the same. But I would argue that when the balance stays the same, that's when reciprocity is present. When you give, you get back. When you are given something, you return something. When you give, you get back. When you get, you give back. And that equals, that wash is not a stalemate. It's actually a beautiful exchange where you both actually end up growing. But you don't end up taking from someone else. Because if you think about it, it's zero sum ultimately. It shouldn't be zero sum. My gain should not come at your expense. That's the problem with so many of these, you know, uh, that we've seen through the last three or four years into and through COVID and into and through Web3. That people's gains come at others' losses. But if we both gain together, that is the ultimate win-win. And in a win-win, we actually, that is the bank balance staying the same. So make a conscious decision and choice in your life who you surround yourself with. And ultimately ask the question, what is happening to my emotional bank balance? What is happening to my energy bank balance? So, I want to see if anyone wants to come onto stage, either in Discord um, or Clubhouse. But 
you know what I will do, which I promised, is um, let's see, um, let's see where did I where did I put it? Um, I want to um, here it is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and summarize everything that we discussed today, and uh, let's just let's. What up, those big Snoop D O Double G? Come on, Snoop, summarize everything for us. Hold on, here we go. Seven steps to designing the life you want. One, quit procrastinating. Turn off your phone. Take time to reflect. What brings you joy? What are your strengths? Two, prioritize your health. Meditate. Eight hours sleep. No alcohol. No added sugar. Lift weights. No energy vampires. Clear vision. Make time for family. Morning sun. Express gratitude daily. Three, take control of your future. Unfocused run. Uninspired read. Upset breathe. Burnout seek nature. Tired go for a walk. Four, craft a compelling vision. What are your 10-year goals? What are your three-year goals? What are your one-year goals? What are your 90-day goals? What are your goals this week? What is your mission? What is your purpose? Five, take violent action. Do hard things. No excuses. Embrace discomfort. Surround yourself with the players. When in doubt, execute. Take extreme ownership over life. Six, be consistent. The greatest returns in life come from compounding over the long term. 0365 equals 1.0 backslash. Backslash 1. 1365 equals 37.7 backslash. Consistency wins. 7. Choose play, fun, and adventure. Most men die at 27. We just bury them at 72. Mark Twain. Choose road trips. Choose nature. Choose wild adventures. Choose spontaneous nights. Choose discomfort. Choose living. Choose to be a kid. Well, you listen, Snoop, I could not have said it uh, better. And um, I'm going to now um, play my uh, ad 8, 9, and 10 for you, um, which, which are from me. Um, and I hope you like this. And I'm, you know, looking at how many people we have. Uh, we have an amazing group of people in the Kongtown Discord at the moment. So Jitterbug and Mac and um, and Isha, just want to say hello to all of you. Um, so here is eight, nine, and ten. And uh, let's um, eight embrace healing emotions. Practice the anti-inflammatory qualities of admiration, generosity, gratitude and curiosity. Celebrate others' successes with genuine admiration. Give without expecting anything in return. Reflect on and appreciate the positive aspects of life daily. Stay curious and open to new experiences and knowledge. 9. Discipline and accountability. Instill a sense of discipline and accountability into your life. Develop personal scorecards to track progress towards goals. Establish and adhere to daily rituals that promote productivity. Set clear. Measurable objectives to guide your actions and decisions. Hold yourself responsible for your outcomes and learn from each experience. 10. Foster meaningful relationships expanded. Build and maintain relationships that are nurturing and mutually beneficial. Engage with a diverse group of individuals to broaden perspectives. Show appreciation for the people in your life through acts of kindness. Create a support system that encourages personal and professional growth. Prioritize quality time and meaningful interactions over superficial connections. And there we go. So, would anyone like to come onto stage? Anybody like to 
add any points to that, maybe your own individual points, steps to designing the life you want. Anybody want to talk about the life that they want? How about you, Will? What is the life you want? I got to tell you, this is a, a great topic this morning. You know, I'm always thinking about things that I should be doing differently or things that I shouldn't be doing, quite frankly. I'll tell you the one that really, believe it or not, that really kind of uh, has got my wife kind of looking at me kind of cross eyed right now. It's turn off your damn phone. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I spend, you know, 24-7, it seems like, on my phone. I don't even get enough sleep some nights because I'm always, you know, everything I do is on social media. <clears throat> but, you know, it's all about balance. You know, and so for me, I got to learn some more balance and turning off my phone would create a little more balance because if it's if it's date night, I should be I shouldn't be looking at that damn phone. So uh, I just love that part. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's going to I think we have to accept the fact that the the phone is today's, you know, it's it's a glass of alcohol. It's the cigarette in your hand, um, but it's distracting you. And I I will tell you something when we um, when I do my coaching sessions now for EOS, we start off and we actually say, look, we have a no technology policy. And um, and what we actually say, and it's interesting, we tell people. So typically what happens is people take their phone at this point and they put it face down um, on the table. Um, and we actually tell them that, that studies have shown, this is really interesting, studies have shown that actually when you have your phone on the table, even if the phone is face down, it leads to higher levels of anxiety. And I tell this, and at that moment, everyone on the leadership team, they take their phones and they put them into their, into their like briefcases or, you know, their, or their bags or their whatever, their backpacks. And it's, it's really interesting, like every time, and I always say to them, I say, no, 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 I wasn't necessarily telling you, you've got to take your phone. I wasn't telling them that they had to take their phone off the table, but they naturally realized and recognized the truth in that, 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 you know, that even having your phone in airplane mode or, you know, or sleep or whatever, or, you know, it, it's just having it there is, is disarming and, you know, and distracting as well. So, you know, the next time you go out for date night or whatever, don't put your, I mean, don't put your phone on the table even, you know, just put it in your pocket or if you can leave it in the car or something like that. And it's funny because we say, well, well, what if I'm, what if somebody needs me? What if somebody needs me? What if it's urgent? And we have to like, just really kind of take stock and realize and recognize how insanely dumb that statement is. We're not, you know, we're not we're not the joint chief of staffs here. We're not POTUS. We're not the most important person in the world. It's ultimately kind of narcissistic to think what it, you know, what if there's what if there's an emergency? Yeah, what if there's an emergency? I mean, can, can you imagine live, living your life at that heightened state of anxiety and fear that every minute of every day and every second of every minute and every you know minute of every hour. Uh, you're going to need to be on call, right, and need to be rushed into action. You're not a surgeon. So just kind of chill out. And uh, I'm not talking to you, Will. I am. I'm talking to you and me, I suppose. I'm talking to all of us. Like, chill out, relax, be present, you know. And and if necessary, even, um, you know, just just every hour on the hour, check your phone. Like, agree the two of you, to just check, have your own, whatever your policy is, have your own policy and just say, yeah, we're going to check our phones every hour on the hour, just just making sure that everything is okay 
at the house. I mean, maybe you've got little dogs or, you know, maybe you've got little kids or whatever. It's like you've got to be reasonable too um, as well. Um, Alan Jay said, enjoyed every moment of today's conversation. Thanks so much. Um, for the rest of you, normally we do kind of, I call it marketing Mondays. Um, but today, you know, on Wednesdays, we do kind of entrepreneurial. We I try and theme the topic regarding um, the entrepreneurial journey. Um, but, you know, skills and mental health and mindset, that's always ever present. Friday, we do kind of open mic, uh, AMA, office hours, best of the week. Um, I'll reflect on my week. You can reflect on yours, what went right, what didn't. We can congratulate, celebrate, commiserate, um, get advice. And uh, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we've been doing live book reads. And, uh, you know, I've just been, um, as it turns out, listen, I might, I'm trying to think, 8, eight will be 7 a.m. because um, I'll be in Dallas. And, no, I'll probably take off. I'll probably take off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll be back on Friday Hope this was inspiring for all of you. Um, we had a nice crowd in Clubhouse. Uh, we had a wonderful crowd um, in Discord. And I'm just really glad to be here and to pour into all of you. Um, as always, um, the only thing I'll ever ask of any of you is show up, come back, and tell a friend. If we all just tell one friend, um, if this was valuable to you, to us, um, share that value. That's reciprocity. That's how you make sure that your bank balance um, ends up uh, ends up equal. Remember, the same bank balance doesn't mean um, the balance stayed the same. It means you got and you gave. And those two were able to kind of uh, balance themselves out. And that's a good thing as well. That's a good thing when we know that whatever energy um, we put out into the world, um, we're getting back. Um, and it may, you know, may... Uh, it may come immediately um, and it may take a while, um, but, but you know, it will come and you've just got to believe it. You've got to believe that it will come back, that, that ultimately when we leave behind this life, you know, it, it, we leave behind legacy, we leave be behind relationships, we leave behind quality interactions, not transactions. Um, if you believe it, um, then, then you can you can birth it and you can make it a reality. So have a wonderful week, everyone, and I will see you all um, on Friday. Cheers. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.